Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. First time visitors, those watching online as well as in person, we thank God for you and welcome you here as well. Amen. It's good to see you in the house of God. I see a lot of familiar faces. Amen. And those I'm not familiar with as well, and that's fine, praise God. But you're in the right place. Yeah. Why? Because the Lord sought for you, and you're here. Amen. Amen. He sought and sent for you, and you're here. You're here to receive what he wanted you to hear on this morning. Amen. You're not here by chance or accident, but it's been designed, amen, and predestined for you to be in this place on this morning. So uh, my objective in this series, or has been in this series, is to show you spiritual truths that would impact your life and your family. Have your life, or has your life been impacted during this series? Has your life been impacted during this series? That's, that's been my prayer, that your life will be impacted during this series. So many times we hear a lot of messages, amen, but then we, then we go on and we don't become the message. Let me say it this way. I grew up, you know, and, you know, um, I, listen, I like a lot of music, amen. When we listen to music, the next thing you know, after listening to it, we begin to what? Say it. Why? It's because we, it's not because we heard it one time. We heard it over and over and over and over and over again. And then it becomes a hit in our own life. And we, can, we sing it with authority and boldness. And, and we get all this stuff on the inside of us. And we begin to prophesy over our own lives. In some cases, things that were not godly. So if I named a lot of artists that are out here today, some of these secular artists and everything, some of y'all still know, the, you know all the lyrics, some of you still listen to all the lyrics, you're still pumping them up, amen, and listen, and they haven't done anything for you but produced a parrot or somebody to repeat words. But when you repeat the word of God, because even when I'm saying, ah, I won't go back, some of y'all ain't saying that. You understand? But if we was playing your favorite song, you, you give us more than lips. We might would have saw hips. <laughs> I'm saying this to say, there's been six weeks all going into the seventh week of this series, and we're talking about transformation and taking dominion. And if you was on purpose, you were present here on Sundays and on Wednesday nights present, then there should be a visible change or transformation in your life. There should be something in your life that you, sh- that you could pinpoint that the Lord has done for you in these six or s- now seven, going on the seventh week. Yeah. Amen? So the Lord has shifted our thinking and our mentality during this series from limited living to kingdom living. We said that from the beginning, from barely getting by to living supernaturally. That's, that's what we all should be right now. And from straddling the gate to being fully surrendered and submitted to God. Now, after six whole weeks, no longer should we be straddling the gate as it relates to our relationship with God. We should be fully submitted and fully surrendered. If not, go back to number one and listen to it again. Go through two, three, four, five, until you get the straddling out of the way. Are you hearing me? Why? Because we need to deal with this. I'm tired. Aren't you tired of taking the same old life into the new year? I am tired of just saying happy new year to a happy old life or to an old life that's still present. So I'm not taking it with me. That means I need to do something to enforce what I want. Because it's not just going to happen. I need to do something about it. I know what I want. I won't go back. I can't go back. But I still got to do some things. I'm saying it. But now my feet need to follow what I'm saying. Are you listening? Are you hearing this morning? Okay, to take. Take means to capture physically or it means to seize. These are definitions. Dominion, being sharing it since part one. The right to govern or to rule. It also means to have authority, power, jurisdiction, control. As believers, you have the power, the jurisdiction. You have the right to govern. As believers, you and I, we have the right to govern. We shouldn't be under the authority of anything in the earth. 
if there's anything that we are under the authority of, and I'm talking about things, you understand, whether natural or spiritual, not people, amen, because there's times where we have to submit and be submitted under people, not talking about people, but under things, you understand, we need to take dominion over those things. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, amen, this has been our foundational scripture, we've been reading this all along, I'm going to read 26 and 28, it says, then God said, who said it? God said it. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Then it says, let them have what? Dominion. So you have the right to have dominion. You have the right to take dominion. Because we need to know what the heart of God is. So once I know what God's heart is and what God is thinking about a certain situation, now I have the right to embrace that for myself and, and, and the confidence to walk in it, amen, like it's mine. Amen. So God said, let us make man our image according to our likeness. Then it says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over everything that creeps on the earth. Then God, verse 28 says, then God blessed them. Say, I'm blessed. Yes. And then God said to them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And then he said it again, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You and I have a right to be in dominion. We have a right to take dominion. Amen. We have the right to be in authority. We've been given the right to govern and to rule as God's agents in the earth. As God's agents in the earth, you and I have been given the right to govern to rule, amen, we have power, we have authority, we have jurisdiction, we have control. I said this on last week, I'm going to read it to you. I believe it grieves the heart of God when we pull back from what he has already positioned and ordained for us to receive. I believe it grieves his heart when he has a plan for us or a path for us, amen, and we decide to go in a different direction. Even as a parent, it may grieve the heart of parents to see children go in a different direction than they know that they could do. They know. You know you could do better. You know you could be different. You know that you don't have to settle for what you're selling for. And just like it grieves parents, I believe it grieves the heart of God when we decide we're going to live our own life. Amen. You've heard that? Amen. I'm going to live my own life or I'm going to have my own truth. You can live your truth, right? But this is the truth. There is no other truth outside of the truth. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come on now. That's it. What else you want? Jesus, I'm the way. I don't know which way to go. Jesus, I'm the way. I don't know what the truth is. I'm the truth. Well, I don't really know how to live my life. I don't know what you have. I'm the life. I got you. I'm the way. I'm your way. I'm the truth, I'm your truth, and I'm the life. I will give you abundant life if you connect with me. Yeah, yeah. God's ability is at your disposal. In the spirit, there is unlimited provision waiting to assist you. In the spirit, unlimited provision that is waiting to assist you by, by, by what you're saying and what you're believing. Unlimited, not limited, unlimited resources. Unlimited provision. Unlimited. That's why, that's why Jesus can be at peace in the midst of a storm. And, and because he's on the inside of us, we can be at peace in the midst of storms. We don't got to act like everybody else acting. Run around all like we don't know what's going on and what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm not surprised. Come on now. I already know what the Bible said. The Bible telling me what's going to happen. I see it unfolding every single day. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. I'm not struggling with it. I know what the end is going to be. I know it. I see it. It's coming. I had a dream. I was just telling my wife we was riding down to Myrtle Beach. Amen. We was going out time for our vacation. Amen. Just spent a little short time away. Amen. And, uh, and I was just sharing my wife. I had a dream on Tuesday night before we left. And the dream was so vivid. I was waiting for the right time to tell her because we were stopping and doing some other things. I was like, and the Lord kept prompting me. So I said, okay, I'm going to share it. And, um, and I'm riding. And so I'm, I'm dreaming. I don't know. We're riding. I think we're riding a car or something like that. 
and it gets so dark outside. It's just dark, dark. And then the sky opens up. The sky literally opens like up there. And angels begin to come down. Like, look, chariots and horses coming out the clouds. I've never had a dream like that before. But I know, I know we're sooner or we're closer than where we were when I got saved 28 years ago. I know people always say we're in the last days and last days and all that, man. We have to say it because we are. We just don't know the day or the hour, but we know the signs are telling us things is, is winding up or winding down depending on how you look at it. And so it was, I wasn't afraid. I was encouraged. I'm like, God, we're we going to preach this gospel until you crack the sky. Glory to God. Or either you or, or, or we close our eyes. One, one or the other. But we're going we gonna to finish this thing. We're going to do what you called us to do. We're going to be what you called us to be. We don't have a lot of time to waste. Playing the same old games we've been playing for years and years and years. You know, Jesus, when he, he began to teach a message, uh, it was, uh, they call it the Sermon on the Mount. He started this message in, in Matthew chapter 5, but he kind of closed it out in Matthew chapter 7. I wanted to kind of look at that. Uh, the Lord took me to that to kind of just to encourage us as relates to, to this Jesus, amen, who, who is living on the inside of us today and also the one we celebrate uh, during, during this time, during this time, the one that we celebrate during this time. It's summed up. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7. Uh, we're going to look at verse 24. Verse 24. It says, therefore, whoever hears, did it say whoever? That means anybody, right? Whoever hears these sayings of mine, and this is in red in my Bible, so mine is, is, is possession. So it's Jesus talking. Jesus is talking. Amen. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Jesus said, if you do what I'm telling you or what I'm teaching you, if you, if you act on what you're hearing, because faith comes by hearing, if you begin to act on the principle, the things that you're hearing, um, he says, you're a wise man. You're a wise man who built his house on the rock. Verse 25 says, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. It had a strong foundation. Founded on the rock. It had a strong foundation. You, you don't want to live in a house with a weak or faulty foundation. They'll condemn a house because of a weak foundation. No, you can't live in here. Uh-uh, uh-uh. This bad boy will fall any time. You understand? Or something can happen, you know, that will be detrimental to your family. So, no, we're not going to let you stay here. We're going to condemn this facility or this building because the foundation is not strong enough. The Bible says that when the rain came, the floods came, the winds blew, this house did not fall because it was founded on the rock. I believe that rock is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the rock. Jesus is our foundation. Yeah, so these, these principles, these laws that I'm teaching you and that Jesus was teaching at that time, amen, will work if you work them. If you work these principles, if you work these teaching, amen, well, how do, you know, we, I hear you saying that, Pastor, but how do we work these principles? You work them by applying them to your life when you hear and attempt to do what you're hearing, not what you've been doing. And every time you do that, for every situation, you'll find yourself further away from your old life and closer to the life God has for you. It's not going to happen over, overnight, but you have to work at it. Say work at it. Work I'm not cussing at nobody. I said work. Yeah, you got to get up and do something about your life. You can't leave your life up to chance or happenstance. You understand? You can, but you're going to wind up anywhere. 
If I'm going to end up somewhere, y'all heard me say this before, I might as well be where I want to be. Is that right? If I'm going to end up somewhere anyway, why not be where I want to be or rather where he has destined me to be? Yeah. Come on, let's read the other part of that, verse 26. But everyone, are we talking to everybody again? Okay, he said whoever, first time, that's everybody. Now he's saying everyone. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, whose sayings are they again? They're Jesus saying, thank you, class. Y'all are such a good class. Amen. B minus right now. We're working on it, okay? We're still, we still in the midst of the test, all right? We're we going we gonna to work towards the A, though. We're going to work towards the A. Right now, we're at a B minus, praise God, because we're scoring on a group level, yeah, man, a group scale. You understand? Hunt your partner and say, you ain't saying nothing yet. I ain't heard you say nothing. You ain't said nothing. You ain't repeated nothing. You ain't sang no songs. You ain't lift your hands. Come on now. How do you pass a test and you ain't saying nothing? Say something. Amen. It's anything. <laughs> but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and what? Does not do them. Uh-oh, different from the first group who did do them or does them. These people does not do them. Will be like a what? Now, I ain't call you foolish. Jesus said it. Jesus said, if you hear the same sayings that the wise man heard and don't do nothing about it, you foolish. If you don't do nothing about what you're hearing, you're foolish. You're a foolish man. And the women don't, have, don't think you escaped from talking to you too. <laughs> Talking about mankind. Well, he said man. Uh, man and women. Mankind. <laughs> man. Everybody. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on what? Sand. And the rain descended. The same rain came. The floods came. The winds blew and beat on that house. And it fell. Class, why did it fall? Their house was built on sand. Now, that's okay if we're at the beach building a sand castle. You understand? See, there's a time and a place for everything. You want to build a sand castle? Fine. Build you a sand castle at the beach. But don't you try to build one with your life. Don't you try to build a sand castle with your life when you got storms and winds and, and hurricanes and all type of things that's coming to your life. Unforeseen circumstances and situations that you did not know was coming. But in the end, the end result is, all, is always going to say and point to whether this house was one of sand or one of rock. One of a weak foundation or one of a strong foundation. You know, the good thing about a weak foundation in the kingdom is that we can build on it. Oh, I got a weak foundation. Okay, well, do something about it. If it's that bad, you feel like that, let's, let's get it strong. This is what I've been trying to tell you for six weeks. I thought it was something else. No, it's still the word. <laughs> still the word applied. They built a sandcastle. In real life, we need a true foundation. We need Jesus. Jesus is the foundation. Yeah. We need a true foundation. Look what the scripture says after that. And great was its fall. Great was its fall. Why? Because the same storms, the same winds came to a different house. Just like it come to your house, it come to my house, come to his house, come to her house. Storms come to everybody's house. Winds blow at everybody's house. But you have to determine whether this house foundation is sand or is this house foundation rock. Because, or, or strong foundation. Because Joseph said, 
in Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Why? Because if we serve the Lord, it's going to strengthen our foundation. Not just me. He said me and my house. Like you can't be in my house and not serve Jesus. Like you can't be in my house playing secular music and doing all type of ungodly stuff. Not in my house. No, as for me and my house. We. Hold on, Pastor. You talking about you at first. As for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was me. Then I talk about, and then I'm talking to the rest of us. We. We going to serve the Lord up in here. We going to church up in here. We're going to praise the Lord up in here, up in here. <laughs> Why? Because we ain't built, building no faulty foundation. And we wonder why people struggle when they get older. It's because your foundation won't lay properly. Well, let's relay it. Let's lay it again. Let's go at it again. You heard Joe's testimony. He started something, but then he came back and realized, now he's going back to what? What he doing? He's building again. The Bible says a just man may fall seven times, but they're going to get back up. Some people just stay down. Why? Get up. Get back in the game. Get back in the race. Get back in this thing called life and start building again. Start building again. Come on, verse 28, verse 28. And so it was when Jesus had finished saying all this, he ended all his sayings, the people were astonished. Wow. They were astonished at his teaching. They were amazed. They, they were shocked in a way at his teaching because they hadn't heard anything like that. They was amazed at his teaching. Verse 29, for he taught them as one what? Having authority. Jesus walked around like he was in charge. Jesus walked around like he knew what he was talking about. Jesus walked around, amen, like, like he was convinced. He had a conviction about what the word of God said. And they were amazed because he spoke with such a boldness and authority. Listen, as if he knew God. You act like you know God. I do. How you know what God's going to do and he ain't going to do? Because I know him. Don't you know people? You know what they're going to do, you know what they're not going to do, right? Why? Relationships. Get to know him and then you can be bold like Jesus was. Jesus spoke with authority because he knew the author of the book. We can sing about him, shout about him, we can dance about him, but if we don't know him, it'll be no anointing. You sense the anointing today with the young lady dancing. Why? Because she knew what she was dancing about. Because if it's real to her, then it, it makes it real to us. But if it won't real, she just up here acting, then guess what? We just been looking at her. What y'all talking about? What's going on over here? No, but what was on them was transferred to us so that we can see what was going on. There was an anointing on what was happening because... The person had an experience. Jesus spoke with confidence. He spoke with authority. He didn't teach a watered-down gospel. He didn't. Man, you read Jesus' message, you're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I wonder, could we have been in Jesus' church? Shoot, I'm leaving Jesus. He had to talk to me like that. <laughs> Told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Well, he had to call me the devil. I mean, I've been serving him. I've been walking with him all this time. He had to call me the devil. I mean, pastors are always thinking they can just say anything to you. Shoot. Peter said, but I ain't going to leave you. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere right now. You understand? Yeah, when they start whipping on you and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna be close enough, but I, I won't with him. I don't even know him. Bleepily bleep. I won't walk in with him. 
Jesus was touched with all of our infirmities. Jesus experienced betrayal, unforgiveness, rebellion, a lack of love, trust. People close to him turn their backs on him. He don't know what I'm going through. He knows exactly what you're going through. They did it to him. When he loved them, they stoned him. They beat him to death. They tried to beat They ain't beat him to death. They tried to. They cussed him out. They pulled his beard out. They beat him till he was unrecognizable. People that he loved. I cared for them. Are they treating me like this? Yeah. I mean, who are you? They get to Jesus. Come on, it's time to put on our Jesus mantle, put on the mantle of the Lord, and take these blows so other people can live. Greater love has nobody than this, John 15 and 13, that you will lay down your life for your friends. When are you going to lay your life down? When are you going to take down? Why you got to always stand up? When are you going to bow? When are you going to humble yourself? When are you going to take down and let somebody else live? Jesus did it. Verse 29 says, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You remember when Pilate was, was questioning Jesus? Oh my goodness. Pilate was questioning Jesus. Jesus ain't come to play. I was amazed at some of the things that, that Jesus was sharing with this, with this, with this man. I mean, it was, it was serious. I know it's Christmas Eve. And like, hold on. It's, yeah, I know it's Christmas Eve, but let me tell you something, man. I'm glad Jesus ain't a baby no more. You just want to see a little cute little baby in a manger. He's not a baby anymore, and I'm so glad he grew up. I'm so glad he matured or matured. Aren't you glad people just matured? Don't you want to tell people sometimes? I tell them for you. Stop acting like a baby. I mean, won't you just man up? Won't you, won't you just grow up? I tell them for you. Won't you just grow up? Won't you get your stuff together? Keep acting childish. It's time to grow up. Jesus ain't stay a baby forever. He grew. When are you going to grow? With age come maturity. The biggest lie. I seen some old immature people lately. No, bring no maturity. Nothing brings nothing. You better you do something to bring it. If you don't want to talk for real, man. You hear me, Diamond? They don't want to talk for real. They want just to be, they want to serve a Jesus that just floating in the sky. They want to walk on clouds. They don't want to do nothing about their life. Keep making excuses while you're in the same predicament year in, year out. Ain't nobody else's fault. It's your fault. Take responsibility for your life so you can change. Take responsibility for your life so you can change. You know, that's why all the addicts being saved and delivered and set free. You know why? Because the first step is we got to admit the challenge. We have no problem saying I was a drug addict. But we get so prideful in the church. You know, we so perfect. We got it so going on that we can't even admit when we're struggling and jacking up people's life. It's pride. But you'll point your finger at the one on drugs. You'll point your finger at the alcoholic. You'll point your finger at the, at the person that, that overeats or whatever that's in, in some type of habitual sin. You have no problem putting your little mouth on them. But when are you going to make the challenge about the things that you struggle with? When are you going to come clean and face reality that your life is a mess? And if you don't get Jesus quick, if you don't get them quick, if you don't surrender quick, it's just going to get worse. Well, it's going to get better. I can let George preach this last part. It's going to get better, going to get better. Ain't nothing getting better. Ain't going to bound to get better. It's going to get better if you make it better. Work. It's just going to get better. It's just been going wrong for so long. Some, you know, it's going to open up one day. There ain't nothing opening up one day. I got to dispel all the myths and the lies. 
you sit back for 50 years waiting for something to come that you have not put in any effort. How you think something gonna change while you not doing anything? Let me say it like, 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 uh, like Ivy Hillard's wife said it. What's her name? Pastor Brenda, Brenda, she said like this. The essence of stupidity is doing the same thing, but expecting different results. In the secular world, they call it insanity. She said it's the essence of stupidity. Why we keep doing the same thing, expecting different results? Let me hurry up. I'm, I'm watching. Move that cord out of the way. Y'all trying to trick me. Then I got three minutes. I got 13. Come on, I need all of them. I need everything. Jesus not a baby, saints. I'm so glad he's not a lamb either. He's a lion. He ain't just a lamb. He a lion. Pilate was questioning Jesus. Jesus did not come to play. I want to show you the authority that we have. Look at John. Go to the next scripture. John chapter 19. I just want to show you these things because this is the authority and the dominion that we have in the earth. I, and, and what I tell you, I said Jesus, he came not to be an example for us. He came to be an example of us. So we can watch his life and say, I want to be like him. Oh, the way he handled that, oh, hold on, go. You know how we mimic people? We used to do that with dancing, you know what I'm saying? Kid and play all that. We growing up, we, we watch these videos and we copy their dance. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all probably do it today too, young people. Probably watching people and copying their dance. Anyway, let's copy Jesus. Copy what? It's the principles. Copy the behavior. What is he doing to get this done? What is he doing to get that done? Let's see what he did right here. Let's see how he handled this situation. Pilate said to him, are you speaking to me? <laughs> he came off wrong. See, look, but look, do you not know? This is what he's talking to Jesus. Now, Jesus is all bloodied and beat up, and they, 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 done, they hurt the man. You understand? Yeah, his flesh. You know, he beat up and everything. He said, do you not know that I have the power to crucify you and release you? How many of us in these type of predicaments will cave in and, and submit and surrender the assignment God had for us for a temporary moment of pleasure. Because it's temporary. See, nothing is lasting but the Lord. Nothing is, nothing is lasting. We live for eternity with God. He talked about eternity, everlasting life. Nothing's going to last in this temporal existence. All this stuff is short-lived. Your life ain't nothing but a vapor. Here today, gone today. Jesus answered, talking to the authority at the time. This person has the power. I can let you go, Jesus. I don't have to let them crucify you. Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. And you're like, Pilate, who in the world do you think you are, bro? I, I, I bet you Jesus just snatched him in his collar at this point. All bloodied and messed up. He didn't put his hands on him. But when I say snatched, I mean he, he, he spoke with such authority. The boy was like, you think you got me? I really got you. You think you're doing something to me? See, what you don't realize is I'm laying it down, boy. I'm in charge. I'm laying my life down. Y'all not taking nothing from me. If I wanted to, we ain't going to read that. I can call 12 leads of angels. I can call some angels that will fight for me right now. But that's not my assignment. But I promise you, he ain't say this, but I'm bringing my angels back. When I crack this sky, when I crack this sky, you better know me. Every one of you in this earth better know Jesus in their heart. Because when I come back with all of heaven's hosts, we ain't coming to play games then. 
because everybody that would be left here, the devil would have convinced them already to be in total rebellion against anything that God has said. The media, with all of its lies, would have already convinced you that UFOs have taken us, and they would have convinced you by the masses that God is your enemy. And they're going to be ready to fight against God. The devil going to trick them. But he told Pilate in that moment, he told Pilate, Pilate, you can't do but what my father allowed you to do. Listen, saints, listen, listen. I'm convinced as a believer, when I, when I got saved, me, I, I believe this Bible, man. And I believe that everything that's, that's, that's coming my way since March of 1995, unless I got out of the will of God, is ordained of God. If I stay on the path that leads to life, there are promises associated with the path that leads to life. The Bible say it. So if I'm on the path, I'm not saying I may not struggle. I'm not saying I may not go through certain things, trials and tribulations, but I'm still on the path that leads to everlasting life. I'm not going to turn to the left or to the right. I'm not going to go in a different direction or turn my back on God because I'm going through a few challenges in my life. Slowing down the process, but also empowering the enemy because the devil knows you ain't no match for him. He said, you don't got enough word in you. And at the appointed time, when he want to snatch you out of your victory... I'm not prophesying doom to you. I'm letting you know if you're not prepared, you're not going to be prepared to handle what he, when he come on you. I'm talking about in the future. You don't have enough in you to fight the enemy because you can't cuss them out. You can't shoot them. You can't stab them. You could, but those weapons don't work. God has issued us his own weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. <laughs> but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that is all itself against the knowledge of God. We have weapons that's been issued by headquarters and these are the only weapons that we can use because they have been issued to us. They have our name on them from headquarters. These earthly weapons do not work against the enemy. He don't care about you crying and all that. That stuff don't move. Nobody. Don't move God and don't move the devil. Wipe your tears and put some paint under your eye and take your life. Take dominion. Take dominion. Take your life. Yeah, take your life back. Take dominion over your life and stop letting the devil punk you anytime he feel like it. That's what dominion is all about. You ain't coming up in here doing whatever you want to do. We vow, we never say the divorce word or the D word. We call it the D word. I ain't first time I used the whole word, but the D word in our house from day one. Meaning tough it out. Get your act together. Submit. Humble yourself. Words that don't nobody want to hear. Jesus said, you could have no power at all against me unless it has been given to you from above. If I'm on the path and things is happening, Lord, what are the lessons I need to learn? What, what is going on here? It's okay to ask God questions. God, what's happening here? What's this all about? Did I do it? Did I set it in motion? Did I, did I say something? Did I set something in motion? Is it from my, I mean, what is it, God? Why, why am I going through? Oh, you don't ask God, why, why not? Shoot, he got big, he a big boy. He can, he can, all them big pants he got on. You got to talk to the whole world. I'm sure he can handle your little question. <laughs> why is this happening, Lord? Don't just why in arrogance and walk off. No, why, why Lord? What, what's going on here? What's happening here? Because I'm trying to understand if I cause this, what do I need to do to stop it? Or is there a lesson to learn as when Paul's flesh were being buffeted? He prayed three times, but God didn't remove the enemy. He didn't remove the thorn that was in his side. Because Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, over 13 books of the New Testament, 
God had to humble him and get arrogance and pride off of him. See, the stuff we run from is designed to break things off of you. Listen, such as a marriage. I don't want to hear that. You're prideful. That's why. Your kids can break it off. I don't want to hear that. You're prideful. That's why. We let our kids talk to us. Tell us what's going on. When they were younger, we, we have family meetings. What you like, what you don't like. What's going on? Tell us, tell us about your homework, your day, everything. We want to know. Because we don't want to be responsible for driving them away. Because we know we poured into them. But you got to be able to hear what they don't like. Ooh, that's tough there. That's a whole nother level because you know what? We came up where a child stays in this place. And I tell you, you sit your little self down and you don't mumble a word. And therefore, sir or ma'am, you will stay stagnant in your relationship because there are certain things that the Lord will. You mean to tell me he'll use a donkey to speak? But he can't use your child to speak when you, when you prideful and arrogant and out of place? He'll use a child. But you're the woman or the man, but you're failing. And we see it. So won't you listen? I had another song, but it, it came up, but I ain't going to say this one. <laughs> I ain't going to say that one. We ain't going to say that one. You only can do to me what God allows. Can you see the authority, the power, the jurisdiction that Jesus had? Can you see, can you see it? He, he was in control all along. Jesus constantly challenged his disciples by making statements such as, Oh, you of little faith, how long shall I suffer with you? He was expecting his disciples to take dominion. At some point, we should grow and develop after spending years and years up under teaching and messages. We should be further along in our own personal walk with the Lord. But they kept coming up short and Jesus trying to figure out if I wasn't teaching you, it would be something different. But I'm teaching you and I'm plainly seeing either you rebelling or you're just in disobedience or you're in pride. So he had to challenge them. Can I tell you something? Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. You're part of a royal family. You're part, you're part of a family of kings and priests. You're part of a royal lineage. You're part of a lineage, amen, filled with kings and priests and wealth and prosperity. You, you are not just limited to your parents' lineage. Are you listening to? Yeah, in the earth, yeah, that's my lineage. Well, boy, 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 I have a greater lineage because I've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. I have a different lineage. Woo! We got to take dominion. We got to raise our thought level. Got to raise our thought level. What are you saying, Pastor? What are you saying, Pastor AJ? We got to raise our thought level. The way you see it must be the way he see it. The way you see it must be the way he see it. And when the way you see it is the way he see it, you will see the results. You got to see it the way God see it or you will continue to receive the same results. You know, Pastor Tina and I, we say this all the time and we just said it recently that uh, the supernatural favor of God follows us every day of our life. Came back in town on yesterday, got went to get a manicure, went and got a manicure, was leaving, paid a young lady. She hands me a bag. She gives me a $100 gift card. Merry Christmas. What nail tech give you a gift? A nail, listen, a nail tech that you sew into. See, she don't get dollars from me. I know how to bless people. If I give you anything, it's going to bless you. Are you listening to me? See, some of y'all don't know how to be blessed because you don't know how to give. See, you know how to receive, but because you don't understand how to give, you haven't properly positioned yourself for the increase that God has for you because you think you're going to skip a step. You think you're going to jump over something, but if the sacrifice don't affect you, how is it going to affect God? Well, man, keep throwing chains down and think God moved by that. God not move. You want something from God, let it hurt you. 
we way in, uh, we way in South Carolina, sitting, go to get some breakfast at a place, and, and we sitting down, and I'm sitting down, I order, you know, they like, would you like coffee? I said, question, do you have any creamer? Like hazelnut, this and that? No, we don't have that, we just got the regular creamer. But years ago, I stopped using the regular creamer, I stopped putting sugar in my coffee, so I just used the other creamer, because they never replaced the sugar, a benefit, get the cream and the sugar for one. You understand, without adding more, which is unhealthy for me. And so, I'm like, okay, well, nah, I don't want any coffee. So somebody from the back, she must have went in the back and told somebody, some, what happened? Oh, he overheard. He comes to our table and said, I got you. <laughs> you got me? You don't even know me. I'm in South Carolina. <laughs> this young man leaves the facility, go to the store somewhere, brings me back. How in the world, way out of town, is favor following us? The supernatural favor of God follows us everywhere we go. You better get that in your spirit. Follows us everywhere we go. Way over there, drinking night. Hey, let me get my coffee. <laughs> what else, honey? And then I sold into him. Come on now. Oh, you ain't have to do that. I know. But I understand principles that you may not know about. Come on, y'all. Bam. You're not going to block what God shared, tells me to do. See, it's the small things that, that we look over sometimes. It's the small gestures that we look over sometimes that bring major benefit, but, but we don't notice it or we don't see it as a move of God because it won't big enough. Well, that was just that. That was a move of God. God was saying, if you appreciate the little, I make you ruler over much. But because you don't appreciate the little, you're going to be left with little. God said you need to appreciate the little that you have right now so that he can bring you up to where you need to be because he's producing something on the inside of you. We have valet parking every night. Every time I come back, they looking for us. We pull around the corner, and I see the people fussing up there. The people fussing up there, you know, like, like, like how you get to move up there? I'm like, come on, let's y'all slide over. Let the king and the priest come through. Come on, let the people that's in authority in the earth come through. Let the dominion knights and the dominion heirs rise up, glory to God, in this kingdom. God called us to take over. Come on, not just to barely get by. We need to take over. Slide on out the way. Here you go. Every time we left, here you go. Here you go. And bless them real, real good on the last day. I say, well, Lord, whoever come the last day. Ooh, they don't even know what they about to get. They don't have no idea, but it's going to change the rest of their day. All they got to do is answer the, the phone call when we say bring our car around. What ticket, sir, 1793? Y'all can fuss down there all y'all want to, but whoever bring that car around. And I said, this is the prerequisite this time, God. I said, we got our stuff, our packages. They're going to have to load it. He's going to have to have it loaded up, too. Dude did it on his own. Started helping us load stuff. I said, oh, man, boy, okay, okay. He's going to appreciate this. Stop trying to hold on to stuff that God is trying to, God is trying to get some to you, but you, you're too close-fisted. You're, you're putting your seed in the wrong places. You, 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 you plant seeds, more seed in food than you put in ground. That makes no sense. How are you eating over this amount and sowing that amount? It, it doesn't add up. It don't add up. It doesn't make spiritual sense. When your thoughts become his thoughts, your ways will become his ways. Why? Because thoughts become action. Thoughts become action. What are we going to do now?
Y'all gonna give me some more time or are we gonna close it down? What are we gonna do? I'm trying to hear where y'all at. I ain't listening to the, to the first lady right now. I just need about five more minutes. Is that okay? Okay, since y'all said, can I get 10? Okay, thank you. That's 10. That's it. 10. Those stories that I know y'all need to hear, bless you. But I want to get y'all these last couple scriptures real quick. I'm going to stop. Because I, I got to share the three things, that, and that's not going to be long. Okay? Okay, Luke, let's just go, go, to, go to Luke. Go to Luke 10, 17. Go to Luke 10, 17. The seventh day return with joy. I'm going to go ahead and read. The seventh day return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. As believers, demons are subject to you in his name. He said to them, I watch Satan, Jesus, I watch Satan fall from heaven like lightning, like a flash of lightning. Jesus said, I saw the devil already be defeated. He's already defeated. I seen it happen with my own eyes. Listen carefully. I have, who have? It's Jesus, right? Jesus ain't give us authority in the earth. Jesus, we don't have authority in the earth. Okay. Well, Jesus said, I have given you, the Bible says, I have given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy. Remember I told you on last week that you are powerful? You're not powerless. You're powerful. You have authority as a believer. Unbelievers don't have no authority at all. I don't care how powerful they are. I don't care how much money they got. They have zero authority. They have no authority. You don't know the word of God? You don't have no authority. You understand? You're powerless. You just look good and look nice. And that's fine. Enjoy your life. But you're not powerful. Because as believers, the power that we possess comes from heaven. And our heavenly authority and power causes us to tell the devil what to do and where to go and to get away from here. Over all the power of the enemy. Verse 20 says, nevertheless, he said, do not rejoice because you have power over the enemy or that spirits are subject to you. But listen, rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Wow, Jesus, why you hit them like that? They was excited too. They was really excited about that. You know why? Because if, you, if you're not careful, you can be deceived. You can be deceived by your giftings and your talents. And it will, it, will, it will cause you, you can walk in a power and authority and still miss heaven. Because Jesus said you didn't know him. You don't know him. You're operating by the book. And you're doing what you heard, but you don't have a relationship with him. So at the end of time, he said you did a lot of good stuff. But unfortunately, I don't know you. Depart from me. Then he called a wicked servant. You wicked servant. Wicked? Hold on now. I cast out devils. I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. I did your work, Lord. People going to be saying that. Crying. I work for you. I sung for you. I pray for people. In God's righteous judgment, because he's right. He never took time to know me. He, and so what he's saying is, your heart is not really for me. You're not really with me. You was acting like you was. Are you listening to me? We can change this community with the power and authority that come from on high, but it starts with a life change. It starts with a life change. I want you to read Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 18 in your own time. Read Deuteronomy 11 through 18 in your own time. You going to read in your own time? Okay, I know. I, I ain't going to go through it today. Matter of fact, what I would probably do is uh, on coffee and conversation, I'm going to share that on coffee and conversation. I'm going to share this a principle related to Deuteronomy chapter 8, 11 through 18 uh, on that. I want you to read in your own time because I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to offer a lot of commentary, but it's going to speak for itself. But I am going to offer some when we do it on coffee and conversation. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Don't fail, don't fail to obey his commands, his rules, and laws that I'm giving you today. You will eat, you will eat all you want if you, if you don't forget you will build nice houses and live, and live in them. Your herds and your flock, your silver and your gold, and everything else you will have will increase. See, what happens is God increases people and then people get God. 
Verse 14 says, when this happens, be careful that you don't become arrogant. God called it arrogant when you do that. And forget the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery. We talked about last week, out of bondage. Verse 15, he was the one who led you through the vast and dangerous desert. Whatever your vast and dangerous desert was. Not necessarily their desert because you wasn't there. Your desert. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say it and I didn't. I did say that. I tell you, it's so tempting. These are good temptations. Okay. That alone. All right. Verse 15, he was the one who led you through the vast and dangerous desert, a thirsty and arid land who poured with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He was the one who made water come out of a solid rock for you. He was the one who fed you in the desert with manna, which your, which your ancestors had never seen. He did this in order to humble you and test you, but he also did this so that things would go well for you in the end. Oh, man. Listen, in the end. Be on coughing conversation. Friday. Amen. Are you with me, honey, for this Friday? For both of us. Okay, great. We're going to handle this. You may, stay, you may say to yourselves, I became wealthy because of my own ability and strength, but remember the Lord your God is the one who makes you wealthy. He's confirming the promise which he swore to your ancestors. Listen, it's still in effect today. Wow. I shared with you on last week God's reasoning behind his decision or their decision to bring them out of bondage. Remember on last week we talked, we went to Galatians and all that, and we talked about how God bring them out of bondage. The reason he brought them out of bondage, amen, because of what he swore. Remember? He swore to his people. Okay, got you. I just shared, yeah, yeah. So, so God is repeating this again, his covenant. It's his covenant is the reason that he brought us out of bondage. It's his covenant. As I close, when I take dominion, three things happen. Three things happen. Number one, order is established in the earth. Order is established in the earth. And we read in the beginning with Genesis chapter 1, where God talked about, you know, how we have dominion and, and all that in the beginning. We already read that to you. Order is established. It's reestablished in the earth. It's important that it's reestablished in the earth because prior to that, we didn't know who we really were. And God had to take us back to the beginning to show us the things that we, sh that we can rightly have. Number two, God's work is released through me, released through you. When you take dominion, three things happen. One is order is reestablished in the earth. Number two, God's work is released through you. Isaiah 55 and 11, I think media has that. His word will not return to him void. Listen, it said, that's how it is with my words. They don't return to me without doing everything I sent them to do. And this is a prophet Isaiah talking. He's talking about speaking the word of God. It's the same thing with us. God's word is released through you. Faith comes by hearing, but it's released by what you say. That's why what you say is so important. And people can sit around and listen to what you say and determine where you are in your faith. All I got to do is listen to what you, what's coming out of your mouth. And if you just speak doubt to me for about 10 minutes, I already know. You're not in faith. You're in doubt. You're in unbelief. Or you're in fear. Or you're in something else. But it's not faith. Number three, the works of the devil are destroyed. The last reason. Or the last thing that happened when we take dominion. The works of the devil are destroyed. And this is so important. Pull that scripture up as well. 1 John 3, 7 through 8. These works are destroyed in each of our lives who totally surrender to the Lord. These things are so destroyed in our life. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. These works are the things in our life that causes us to keep practicing sin. This is what it says right here in verse 7. Dear children, don't let anyone. What do it say? Don't let anyone, anybody, anyone lead you into the wrong way. Christ always did what is right. Principle. Christ always done. Christ always did what was right. So to be good like Christ, you must what? Practice righteousness. Let's go. The devil has been sinning since the beginning. Anyone who contends to sin belongs to the devil. This is what the Bible is saying, meaning that we still have some works or things we need to get out of our life. 
the son of God, who is Jesus, came for this reason to what? Destroy the devil's work. The devil's work where? In our life. He came to expose and destroy the devil's work in our life. And how did he do it? He do it when we accept, Jesus, accept him as Lord and Savior, and he does it when we use this word of God to help advance our life by applying the word of God to our life again, hearing the scripture, and then applying it to our life. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encouraged you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one. And you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life by Kingdom Life.